Hey there, whatever you are, Uncle Fleabottle here to remind you that Cynical Schlock was created for adult audiences only. Some of the movies we review and discuss may have offensive or outdated language and themes that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh yeah, and if you don't want the movie spoiled, go watch the movie first. Ah, what have we here? Popcorn! Back to Cynical Shock, and today we watched a movie called Invisible Dad. I'm joined by Aster Graves. What's up? The Night Owl. Howdy. And the returning J.J. Garcia. I'm back. Yay. It turns out he didn't die. Unfortunately. I was hoping that was... That's so morbid. What's wrong with you guys? He's our friend. He almost escaped. <clears throat> I was almost free. So we watched Invisible Dad, and it's... Uh, what year did it come out? 1997. 97? the initial release, it seems. I think that's what IMDb said. Yeah. Everything has conflicting addresses, er, addresses, conflicting dates. One said one thing said 1998. Tubi, where we watched it, said 1996. 96. Mm-hmm. 96 oh. And IMDb says 97. So. IMDb said 98 for me. See, see, did you use the app? Yeah. I used the website. Ah. So what is going on? Because... JJ used the app for Tubi, and he got a completely different image I know for happened. the movie I know what happened. that I did on the app on the television. Those are all different timelines, and we just... We can we converged the timelines have, yeah, to man. watch Invisible Dad. I can't decide if it's a millennial or a Gen Z. <laughs> it doesn't know. No one knows. So uh, I, I think this movie's part of a series. There's Invisible Mom, Invisible Mom 2... In, in a movie that came out in 1988, is Invisible Kid, because at, at the end of this movie, they make a reference to that movie. I don't yeah. know if they were hoping to make a, like a, a remake. remake. Yeah, or they're, yeah. Uh, this movie, what, what was his, what was the director's name of this movie? Fred. Fred Olin Ray. Olin Ray, yeah. And do we know the budget? Because this was actually fairly well done. Question mark? Um, These are things that I need to start putting in. Like, yeah, I always watch the movie. I need to write this stuff. I always forget that we need to know these things. Hey, now let's start talking about the movies and we're at a loss for words. I forgot we were watching a movie until everybody sat down with notepads. I was like, oh shit, paper. (laughs) We got you. Um, I dug the uh, Adam's Family Mun- Munsters vibe in the opening credits of this movie. See, it said, like, on when you search on Google, it says initial release, 1997. Yep. When you go to go to the actual, like, thing for Invisible Dad on IMDb, yeah. it says 1998. It says March 24th, 1998. Hmm. Interesting. Everything's conflicting for this thing. So this movie came out at some time. Yeah, at some point in the late 90s, this movie came out, uh, directed by Fred Olin Ray, and it starred Cosmo from Fairly Odd Parents. Also known as uh, the Weatherman from iZombie. And the janitor from Ned's Declassified. School Survival Guide. Yep. Uh, the One of the actresses was uh, Mother Firefly from House of a Thousand Corpses. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. 
she was actually in the original Invisible Kid movie. I, I guess maybe playing the mom or something. Maybe. I got it. I guess we'll have to watch it. This no. is like this is like the alternative to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's a, the mm-hmm. Invisible Kids series. Yeah. So um, it opens with, like I said, a very Adams Family Munsters vibe, with like a storm cloud um, behind the credits, and some really like. Me, peppy music, like yeah, I don't know, really creepy confused. peppy music. I was very, it was very monsters. Yeah, just like, all right, let's talk about the plot of this movie. <laughs> this movie's fucking ridiculous, and, and and it was a lot of fun. But so we have this kid. His name's Doug, and they've they've moved across the country. Over and over and over, because his dad, I guess, keeps losing jobs. Or no, he oh, has he's to go architect. where the work is. His dad's an architect, so yeah. he moves with the companies mm-hmm. or whatever to build new places. And he's moved into this town to uh, to build a mall. He's, mm-hmm. he's like designing the mall for this town, and they move into this house and like almost immediately start attracting their neighbors. Yeah, well, they, the one neighbor because he's you know na- he's this is his neighborhood and his he's the neighborhood watch guy and he's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> classic crazy neighbor syndrome. It is what it is. Was that the guy that he played? Uh, was in Silent Night, Deadly Night? He was this killer Santa. I don't know. We would have to have looked that up. Yeah, but the, me and JJ were been. talking about it before the movie. Could yeah, I think been. that was him. Well, he played crazy alien conspiracy theorist very well. Yeah, but he he thinks that the old the old owner of the house was like an alien. He was claiming that he does all these experiments and stuff like that, which he was doing experiments. The guy was like a scientist or whatever. He was an inventor. Yeah, an inventor. And he was like, like, the the captain (laughs) thinks he's like this alien, but the last guy who lived there apparently like collected all these gadgets, and so the kid finds them because like he has to clean out the garage at every house they go to. Yeah, like I didn't understand this dynamic. Like Dad's like, you have to clean out all the shit the old people, the old owners left in the garage. First of all, who? How many? abandoned houses have they moved into and, and where this like, is a scheduled routine for them right but, and also like why isn't dad doing it <laughs> well and the kid's even aware that it's he's like oh this is such a good father and son bonding exper- experience yeah which is again, he, he narrates the kid has oh, yeah. his inner thoughts narrate the movie like, right for, was, through the which, first half which was the no through the whole thing through the whole thing because oh, i guess i started like it blends it in mm-hmm. closer it blends to the in end. pretty well, and this was very much the trend at this like time period because we had a bunch of movies where they like had a voiceover narrator. Um, also, poor little Doug had the typical boy haircut for the nineties. It was just like a bowl cut around his head, but longer, <laughs> like not it quite <laughs> right, like a long shaggy bowl cut, like which was again typical for the nineties. Like all the cute boys had that hair. Mm. <laughs> They certainly thought so. That's yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, when he's in the garage cleaning out all the old shit, uh, this kid drives by on his bike and he like pops a wheelie and he's like, "Hey, look at me, Doug!" And he's like, "Oh, there's Jimmy. Did I t- say anything about Jimmy? Oh, I think I did. Let's move on." And they don't tell. They but just, he didn't. There was nothing about Jimmy. <laughs> we saw Which Jimmy I, for. I think was the joke. I mean, it was supposed to be like, <laughs> oh, "There's or Jimmy." I think it was just something so they could call back later when he does the time travel thing, when he mm-hmm. turns into Doctor Who. And he, <laughs> he does this time travel thing, and it, it repeats the whole garage situation, because he forgets to clean the garage, because he finds all this shit out there, and he's 
goes and puts it in his room. And right, because he can't afford a computer. Oh, yeah, because he loves computers, but he can't buy a computer. But they own the house from Home Alone. Right? Two people staying in, like, a four-bedroom house. Yeah. He's got an upstairs. Yeah. He's got an office. He's like, oh, we, we, you know, I can't afford a computer. And I was like, what do you mean you can't go? Look at the house you live in. <laughs> They're also, you are an architect. Your dad's an architect. <laughs> Literally draws on blueprints and boom. Yeah, and it's, it's a single income because he's just dad. Because there's the dead mom plot. You know, yep. mom's Mom, dead. Mom's yep. dead. And, just dad and son. And mom being dead means that the son has to step in and make sure that dad has a girlfriend or finds somebody to marry in the future. Mm-hmm. So he like tries to set him up with a teacher and shit like that. Yes. This this movie, contrary to most of the ones that we've watched, did not um, was not shy about providing people's names, which was kind of refreshing. Yeah, they were very open it was, with it. Like the first line was, "I'm Doug Bailey." Blah blah blah. I'm Doug Doug Bailey because we were all like, "Is he?" Yeah, it was like a James Bond. Bond. James it was Bond? a James Bond intro. George Bond. Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so we got everybody's names immediately as soon as they showed up on screen. We have. Uh, Doug, and then his dad, Andrew. Crazy neighbor guy who's, I can't, I didn't write that one down. Wiederman? We, uh, Mr. Wiederman. And he makes, he makes sure that it's not Wiederman, it's Wiederman. He's like, it, and he's, I, he yells at his wife like she doesn't know his fucking name. He's like, I'm Mr. Wiederman. And she's like, get the fuck out of my living room. I swear he introduced himself as Captain Wiederman at the beginning. He may he have. Did. He did. Because yeah. when he rolled up on the kid, he's like, I'm Captain Wiederman. I'm yeah. the head of the... Neighborhood watch. Well, I think that wasn't he like a vet from like maybe Nam or something like that. Isn't that what? Because he certainly he felt very to all a PTSD episode. Yeah, none of this and none of it happened. It's all in his head. Oh I mean, it's yeah, fits. <laughs> it fits. <laughs> and if you think that it's weird that we haven't talked about the Invisible Dad yet, that's because, because it happened. hasn't happened, and it won't happen for another 20 minutes. <laughs> right. It's it's a very slow burn. But it, t- it, it took about there. 30 minutes, and they kept, like, alluding to it happening, and then they just never do. Yeah. I don't even know if they allude to it. It's really just like, oh, I wish for ice cream. And then suddenly the kid has ice cream, he's like, oh, man, I, mean, I could do so many things with this. Well, I, Well, I expected it when the teacher showed up the first time. Which, by the way, With no teacher the just drops by. Yeah, they're li- well, they may have in the 90s, apparently. <laughs> I don't remember a teacher ever just dropping by. I, I, I don't didn't have a single dad. I don't know where this trope came from. That's true. But I don't know where she this trope came from. She also shows up with pizza later and just, like, they Here, open kid. the door and walks right in and she's like, take the pizza, kid. Right. Here, kid, fuck off. I need to talk to your dad. Ferris Bueller had it, too. Like, what? What principle is, like, so suspect of the notoriously bad kid that he actively goes to his home? <laughs> Yes, and so so then Dad goes to work, and we meet all of those people. Mrs. Whitmore, his boss lady. Yeah, uh, Mother Firefly. Mother Firefly, yes. Uh, yeah. Duncan, Dad's, Dun- Dad's assistant Duncan, slash which is evil the bad villain. guy of the movie. I expected the neighbor to be the bad guy. <laughs> Me nope, too. But Duncan, the guy who works at the Dad's job, is the, the real ball. bad guy. The movie was just like, we're going to throw you for a curveball. Well, and there was there was a, a part right after they introduced Duncan, they introduced the security guard, which I felt was just like a throwaway scene until the end of the movie when he comes back. But like he like steps in and uh, what did he say? Oh, he's like, oh, hi, I'm the security guard and I don't have a gun. Yeah, and, right. And the boss is like, yeah, you're too dangerous for a gun. 
Get the fuck out of my office. He's our handyman slash security guard, and we're just oh. too dangerous to have a gun, aren't we, Artie? <laughs> Not just security guard, head of security. That's true, head of security, because he you was the only one. He is the only one there. And they had the cartoony sound effects that they kept throwing in. Oh, yeah, there's never ending to that. Which didn't I, bother me in this movie. It, <laughs> yeah. it, I felt like it, it fit. If it felt like a Disney Channel yeah, movie. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It was a lot of fun. Like, if if they would have slapped Disney in front of this, I would have believed that this was, like, one of the early DCOMs. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why I felt like I had seen it before. Because, the familiarity. Because there was so many, yeah. And the actors are just so similar to, like, who you think is popular and stuff. And throwing in... I don't have the actor's name down because I'm name blind, but like throwing in the main dad character they did, like he's just famous enough. Yeah, that I, don't, you I don't know that he was at that time. Let's see, nineties Ned's classified probably was no, not no, even not in production yet. yet. Yeah, this might have been fair, his breakout role. Yeah, mm-hmm. Odd Parents wasn't out yet. I mean, it may. Have, no, I don't think it was out yet. No, I don't remember when that debuted, but I don't think it was in the nineties. Pretty sure that's one of those two thousands. So when they introduce Duncan, he's like, that was supposed to be my job. And like winds it complete like a child. Yeah, yeah. the entire time I thought be... he was going to be the uh, head lady's son or something. Right, I like, had that vibe too. Like the son. Yeah. It was very a Donald Trump junior like, mm-hmm. but dad. Yeah, you had some of that. Why are you in this job if she hates you so fucking much vibe? So we meet this dude's business competitor partner dude and he's whining his ass off duncan yeah duncan so we got duncan literally whining because he didn't get the uh thing so he puts up this contractor he wants to get the business to build the actual mall and he's like hey you should work with clearly named bad guy contractor <laughs> yeah he obviously looked like a bad guy yeah he was they, like they cast this guy perfectly they're like <laughs> we want a shady businessman we- that also looks like a construction worker but kind of looks like a lumberjack. So they got Wish version Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got Rainsdower from fucking that, <laughs> that movie that uh, MST3K did. I forget the name of the movie. <laughs> um, the number of alien references in this movie, though, had me believing that the director really wanted to make an alien movie, mm-hmm. but he was stuck with this instead. So he that was, was like, the original we're draft. just going to put aliens in this. Because there was- aliens were going to turn the dad invisible and... Because, like, the lady that they kidnapped, um, the TV supermodel lady, uh, she was immediately like, it was aliens. What was her name again? Uh, Sherry Vale. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. Was on a, she, was, she was on a show called Ocean View. It was like a ripoff Baywatch. of Baywatch. Yeah. And he tries to use it as, like, a bribe on his, to his dad. This He's, kid was horny as fuck. He mm-hmm. was. Through the whole fuck, it was. This movie had weird science, like Smart House, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he gets this thing. He's like, "I want an ice cream sundae," and then like an ice cream sundae is there. And, and he then it took him all sundae. night to eat the one ice cream sundae. It took him all day because his dad left for work. Oh, that's yeah. right. The sun's out, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, he called in. He called in uh, to school today because he was sick, and he shows up at the house, and it's dark out." And he's, like, passed out on the table. It was a very odd transition. Like, he gets the call at work before he's supposed to get off, right? And he's like, I have to go home early. My son's homesick. So he gets there, and it's, like, nighttime. So, like, what What took him so long? It may have been this time of year, you know. Nighttime mm-hmm. comes at 4 o'clock. That's fair. I mean, they were up somewhere in the north of America. No, they were definitely They in were in, like, Florida. Those were orange trees outside of their house. Do you think they were in Florida? Yes. 
Could have been California. California, California also, yes. But I'm just saying, it was not a northern the place. They had citrus trees. Mm. Mm. And as a special interest of mine, I know these things. I'm going to go with California. It was very <laughs> hilly. So there's a scene uh, right after the dad comes in and right after the, the Sherry Vale scene. He's like, you need to go down and finish the garage because he had forgotten to clean up the garage. He goes down and he goes like, I wish it was 4 a.m. again. Or I wish it was 4 again. No, he specifies, I wish Just, it was 4 p.m. again. Say p- yeah, he said okay. p.m. Because <laughs> I remember was somebody weird. saying while we yeah, were watching it, it was I like, oh, I'm glad, the computer could, I'm glad the computer could, could differentiate decipher, yeah. from a.m. p.m. from what he meant. But he's like, I wish it was 4 p.m. again. And he goes outside and then Jimmy's there again and he does Look another weird do. And the old man, which I, we forgot to bring up earlier, mm-hmm. uh, the old man approached him when he was out there the first time. And he like gives us all the exposition we need. For the entire movie, he tells us that the uh, old neighbor was an inventor, and that he vanished, and that starts claiming that the alien, that the old inventor was an alien, like that he was like starts claiming that the old man was an alien, and that he vanished and shit like that. I know I just said that twice, but <laughs> but then he threatens the ch- the kid, and he repeats that threat multiple times throughout the movie. He's like. Look, kid, watch out what for what, what you're doing. You need to keep your nose clean. And then he just fucks off. Well, and then the narrator kid is like, oh, and how true that was going to become. And I was like, well, okay. Well, this, this, <laughs> Are you going to lose your nose? This thinly veiled threat was him being like, and the aliens can just disappear, you know. And it's like, what what kind of weird racism undertone? Like illegal immigrants or something? Right. What, are, <laughs> like, what kind children? of alien does this old man think he was? Like, <laughs> does he mean like extraterrestrials or does he mean like somebody from another country? Is he being a, is he being a fuckhead or what? <laughs> what flavor of fuckhead is he? He was definitely being a fuckhead throughout this entire yeah. movie. Even his wife is like, Jesus Christ, I'm done with your bullshit. Waiting for him to die. I swear <laughs> that she was, yeah, three seconds away from waiting to divorce him. Yeah, she's nope. just like over his shit. She's like, this has been going on for so many years. Every time he had something to say, she had something to say back. Exactly, <laughs> just an instant pop back. She was ready. She'd been practicing. Was it just me or did she seem considerably younger than he was? I don't know. I think it was... She was just aging better because he's... He's know. all stressed out about aliens and shit. And she's just like, I'm going to read she's this book. She's just there reading her book. And not give a shit about what the fuck you're doing. She's enjoying her retirement. This man took the first opportunity, too, later in the movie, to put on full, like, dress gear and, like, um, in quotations, camouflage paint on his face. Yeah, which is why Ca- I yeah quotations camouflage paint. It was very much close to blackface, yeah. and we all go, "What just happened? What is happening?" Yeah, that's, that and I see, that's why I feel like it's nom because that joke has been, that color face has been joked about as like a stereotype. Oh, like PTSD yeah, flashback scenes. And yeah, because like Cheech and Chong, they did the same thing. They like put soot on the guy's face or whatever whenever he went full yeah. uh, flashback. Red. Yeah. Right. 30 minutes into this movie, we don't have an invisible dad. However, we do have a time-traveling kid. Yep. Time travels back to 4 p.m. <laughs> we have the whole thing. He cleans the garage out, goes inside, and he's his dad gets home, and he's like, oh, did, did you clean the garage? And he's like, yeah, dad, I cleaned the garage. Let's watch Ocean View with, <laughs> with Sherry Vale. And the dad's like, fuck yeah, let's watch it. Hell yeah. Right. And then they never watch it. Well, no, they did. They sat there. They, sat they, there. they, they skipped that part in the movie. They, that, you know. I, I feel like he like walked out of the room and that was it. 
He's like, hell yeah, son, what's to do that? Fuck off, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's what I got. I, I think it's around this time where they go up to the bedroom and Jimmy's also in the bedroom and he's like, already knows about the machine and shit. Mm-hmm. We got no explanation how Jimmy was involved. We still don't know how they became friends. It was just like, hey, Doug, look at this. Pop a wheelie. And Doug's like, that kid's dope. Come up to my room. I'm going to show you my time traveling I got device. a magic machine I want to show you. Listen, there was, when you have to move so often, like <laughs> you just have to accelerate the friendship. There was 20-second exposition where him and Jimmy walked home from school. <laughs> <laughs> that was your introduction to Jimmy. Later on, he's like, did I mention Jimmy? No, but we saw him, so I guess you're fucking fine. Jimmy's really dope. Scene. He's got Pokemon cards. He has a Charizard. He's got a Charizard. Mm-hmm. First edition, mind you. I thought it was weird that the kid had to like bother to be like, yeah, making friends is hard, and I very rarely ever have them. Next scene, has a friend. Best friend. Immediately. <laughs> like, why did you tell us that? He also immediately had to write an essay, apparently. Cause... Yeah. When did he have time? Yeah, I wrote... He called into school The timeline of this movie doesn't make sense. They move in, and he's already written a, a fucking essay about the great movie detectives. Well, I mean, he didn't write it, but yeah. No, was already... he wrote, well, you're right. He plagiarized, <laughs> he plagiarized an entire essay. Which, I mean, if you have just moved to a town and they're like, write this essay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've never been to the school before? Hi, welcome in. It's your first day. Here's your book about world-famous detectives. I want a four-page essay by tomorrow morning. The fuck you will? <laughs> right. 16,000 words. <laughs> I'm going to need at least two weeks to adjust to this place, lady. The fact that he went to the library in that time period, still found something that had an essay on that fact, copied it by hand and turned it in, that's fucking impressive. <laughs> it was computer typed. It was typed. Was it typed? It yeah, was. It was okay. typed. You're right. And it was stapled. It was... They even mentioned, you know, the internet has made it possible to do this. Right, but he didn't pull from the internet. They specified that. Because he can't afford a computer. How is he going to afford dial-up? Because mom managed the money. That's true. Did we say anything about mom being dead? Yes, we did. (laughs) They did, several times. (laughs) Oh, they brought it up numerous times in the film. I'm sorry, I can't Time to look at a dead picture. Yeah, like, I don't have experience losing a parent, but I kept looking at her lustily. In my opinion. Yeah, there was some Marty McFly there was shit. Some, yeah. yeah. There. I, I don't look at pictures of my dad and I'm like, Dad. This magic moment. Right. <laughs> Literally, like, the first time the dad fails as a dad and the kid's like, Man, I want you to be here for me and listen to me. And he's like, You're right, kid. Ever since your mom died, I don't know how to confront you as a human being. I'll work on that, bud. And he but, just walks so away. Like, yeah, exactly. The kid's like, hey, Dad, let's interact. And he's like, maybe we'll do that next week. I can I schedule like, in next week. How long has mom been dead? Does everything just go back to, you know what, ever since your mom died? You know what, fuck off, Dad. I didn't I didn't need help with the homework. I, I only knew mom for four years. Like, I don't... Well, kid... <laughs> You might not be mine, so just look, go to your room. Look, at he's not. She's not even your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I don't even remember where we were in the movie now. <laughs> we were, we're okay. So Jimmy, Jimmy's oh, over right. hanging out with him, and they're like, "We need to get my dad a date." You know how to get our dad a date? I wish that Sherry Vale was in this room, <laughs> and then like sparkles. And magic happens. Um, I wrote down decent Star Trek effect at this point because I <laughs> yeah. was very I mean, impressed. She did. She beamed in. Like, and that, I, that's pretty much what happened because it wasn't a copy of mm-hmm. Sherry Vale. It wasn't the character from the show. 
it was the actual actress mm-hmm. teleported teleports there and they're like we're aliens mars needs she, she needs lifeguards yeah that's mars needs lifeguards to, that's why she leaped to aliens okay because they told Great her name she was yeah. aliens yes she was like oh my god are you guys aliens and the kids are like yep yep Absolutely. yep Absolutely. yeah <laughs> that's what it is we uh needed you for reasons lifeguard reasons <clears throat> she was like i'm um, something about you can't have my body or some such there was an inappropriate joke there like these are children i mean they're aliens i guess according to you but they're little <laughs> there's a lot of inappropriate jokes that there involve were. children in this movie because he gets mad at his dad shortly after this and that's when we get invisible dad that's when we get the invisible dad finally happens uh 35 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. but he's like i wish my dad was invisible and then he smashes because his dad catches. He finds Sherry Vale, and he's like, "Get rid of this!" Because he tells him what happened. Right. He's like, "This is a demon device." Like, it's a de- <laughs> we work hard for our money. We don't just magically make it happen. Look, okay, I didn't boom. choose to move out of Texas. I'm not going to have this witchcraft in my house. You write on a blueprint for a life savings account. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So he explains the thing to dad. Dad's like, "You have to get, smash this. This is." Bullshit. We work hard from this house. Blah, blah, blah. The kid's like, okay. So the kid's like, fuck you, Dad. And then he's like, I just sometimes wish Dad was invisible. He yells at Alexa in the corners. Right. Like, fucking Google. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So <laughs> Fuck your Dad. <laughs> so then Dad starts going invisible, and he immediately gets naked. No, he, he's like, <laughs> what did you do? And he's like, I smashed it. What do you fucking mean? And he's like, no, what did you do? He goes, oh, I kind of wished that. You were. What did he say? You were invisible. I wish, or, you, I wish you, would you, would, you would disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he comes downstairs and he's just wearing pants. There's. Well, he was panicking, right? Because he couldn't see his hands, so he ran to the bathroom and he like yanked off his shirt, and then he started glitching out and like screaming. <laughs> the yeah. kid didn't notice this while he was right. smashing. But when he was just pants, I did clock the line at the waist where they had, like, you know, green screen versus real, like, they whatever. just held a green sheet in front of the Yeah, exactly. The, the effect was a little broken right there. And I was like, ooh, ooh, but I'm looking for that kind of shit exactly. now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because of you guys. You've ruined movies. You're welcome. Thank you. So he, like, comes downstairs. He sees his dad's pants pacing back and forth. He's, mm-hmm. They have this exchange. And then he's like, I need you to go fix it. And he's like, okay, I'll go fix it. And he runs back upstairs, and the dad immediately takes his pants off. Yeah, he just trips well, he's, down. He's like, oh, he's, he's right, I do look weird. And then he, like, takes his pants off, and he goes, that's better, because he can't what? see any of him. And yeah, then 45 so- minutes later, the kid comes back step, back downstairs, and dad's sitting in a chair, naked. You know. You know he's naked. <laughs> like, it's just, like, a fact in the back of your mind every yeah. time. See, this just didn't bother me. This this whole him being naked while he's completely invisible didn't bother me because nobody can see him. Invisidad's dick is just flopping around I as he's care. running around after that's people. Fine. On one like hand, it doesn't matter. I'm naked in the backseat of my car. I have leather seats. Get yeah. your balls off my seat. I mean, okay, you're going to put a towel down. but <laughs> <laughs> There are a few points where I'm like, it's fine that he would be naked, but there are the scenes like the pants one where I'm like, why was your first instinct to have less clothes on? <laughs> Why did that on. feel like it solved the situation? And then later on, when he's escaping the house, they don't know they're. Oh, I'm skipping ahead. I, I I would be naked all the time if I was invisible. That's valid. But you would also be going places that this movie wouldn't allow you. To go. <laughs> That's also true. You would be anywhere near P- these children. Something better than a PG rating to yeah, tell this yeah, story. Yeah, that's true. The, the invisible <laughs> slut. 
<laughs> get hit by a bus and there's just a body print on the window. Yeah. <laughs> just see a butt print. I'd be just like the invisible ghost. I'd enjoy my existence nakedly and I'd be terrifying the shit out of random people. Just mm-hmm. like, here's a floating phone for you. Woogie right. boogie. I'm just going to have a King. sip of your coffee. It's Thank you. It's a way help you. Well. Like, you stop me? Yeah. <laughs> you just walk by somebody and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Where in their names just say their name as they walk by the like, what the? Uh, What's up, Bob? I don't know if anybody else noticed that when the dad turns invisible, he's like, I wish my dad would just disappear. And then he takes a bat to the thing. I got a, like, office space vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. <laughs> Destroying this computer. Yeah. So this is a dad movie. I feel like it was lacking in dad jokes, kind but it was point. in favor absolutely. of, like... There was a couple dad jokes that just I bad absolutely jokes. Loved. There was a couple, was like, but overall, like... The rest of the movie, Dad's just more. super annoying. There was a couple times he said that the, he said the name of the movie. He's like, "I'm an invisible dad." My favorite, my favorite dad joke in the entire movie was the "I'm an invisible dad." I'm an invisible parent. I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. transparent. <laughs> like you, like he was picturing it out together in a puzzle piece. <laughs> I like that. After they turn invisible, right? The kid and the dad are like, "Shit! Well, what are we gonna do for dinner?" And this is where the kid remembers that in some weird well-organized moment he actually called ahead and tricked his father and english teacher into setting up a date on that night yeah it was it was really creepy we're this just kid's one hell of a wingman i mean this kid first of all i don't Imagine know what his problem is dad's invisible and you still want to go out to dinner but dad you promised I was like, bro, extenuating circumstances do apply. Like, this was not planned for. You called out of school for getting a tummy ache, but you expect your father to go on a date invisible? I was I was really able to ignore it while he was visible, but while he was invisible, his Cosmo voice just kept coming out. Yeah. 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 And it was his normal voice, so he wasn't as high-pitched as he does with Cosmo. Mm-hmm. But you could hear the but tone But you there. could tell the tone, like, he would, he would make these, he would take these lines, and I would be like, just keep talking. Because if you keep talking, I'm going to hear Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, like I said, he had bad jokes. Not not dad jokes. He just had <laughs> bad, just bad jokes. Because yeah. he, like, you know, oh, time for some invisible dad. And then, like, the people that were fucking with him in the restaurant, right? When they go to dinner, he's wearing full clothes, gloves, and, like, this quote-unquote beekeeper hat. It wasn't. Like it was mesh. just a fucking hat just with a bunch tool. of tool around Yo, it. It looked like a pretty nice toddler's, like gown dress with like yeah. the tool and the satin the but then like just it. stuck under a beekeeper hat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was actually really nice i would have totally so there it. was the I, they were very stereotypical of Cosplay. italians in this movie too because we had yeah, the people in the italian restaurant when it was the fat guy and the skinny girl very loud people right that's the first time that uh dad uses his powers for evil yes. <laughs> revenge yeah <laughs> Again, goes in the bathroom, gets naked, because he can't be, you know, got to take all the clothes off so he's invisible. Yep. There was a couple times in this movie where I felt like it might shift to where the dad became the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And he references near the end the things I was thinking. And he's like, oh, I'm just starting to have mood swings and I'm angry all the time. But then he goes, I just feel like my metabolism changed. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Are you hungry? Uh, Owl goes... Or is he just hangry all the time? Yeah, like, like is this the effect of munchies? Like, when you go invisible, does your calorie die? What is happening? Why See, would it, you go there? It takes a lot of energy for your body to maintain invisibility. 
So you have to increase your calorie. T- I don't know. I'm just yeah, si- the to science be fair, yeah. all we got to see him eat was stuffing some rolls under his tool in the Italian <laughs> yeah, restaurant. Oh, true. Really he good. didn't even get to eat dinner because he played that prank on the table next to them and then they left. Crazy hijinks. Mm-hmm. Well, the waiter was still just being obnoxious. Also, I would have left too because that, that, ruder, that, ruder, that waiter was rude as fuck. That, yeah. It was like Dick's last resort, but... Worse. It was so bad. Like, okay, so the guy's dressed a little bit ridiculously, but I wouldn't have reacted the way everybody in the restaurant did, where they're like like pointing and laughing and like, this town is fucked up. It was like weird, because like the first thing I went to is, this shouldn't be too weird. People wear face coverings and head coverings for like religious reasons all Mm -hmm. the time. So this man walking in weird. But But they literally pointed and laughed. I forget that people can't see my hand gestures too. It's okay. (laughs) I did that earlier. We were talking about something, and I was like, <laughs> "I think uh, they still don't know." <laughs> <laughs> we did it on the uh, bicycle too. The bicycle—that was what it was. <laughs> Can't uh, see us popping wheelies. It was. They're like, sick. Oh, and then he was like, <laughs> <laughs> "So Dad's invisible and has this big job that he has to do. What is he going to do now?" <laughs> the so, office is like, we're sending everything home. We know you're sick, or so you say, but we're sending all of the work to you. No, first they were like, the uh, stooge guy was like, oh, I'll take on this project. And they're like, mm, no. no. Anything else but that. Yeah, he, he, hey, how are you feeling? He's like, I could still work. I just can't come into work. And they're like, cool, we'll just send you all the stuff. Here's all Go to his house and take the security guard with you and uh, do all this stuff. So he shows up to the house. I don't know why the security guard was there, other than now there's a witness. Hey, it's just like the Hobgoblins movie. They they very clearly outlined that the insurance does not work if somebody from the company <laughs> is not there. So if they're sending company property out in the van, the security guard has to be there. Uh, I felt like there was a couple references to the Invisible Man. Yeah, because of the way he was dressed and with stuff. With the goggles and yeah. everything. I thought that was kind of cool. That was, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yes, the smoking jacket. I enjoyed his Invisible Man outfit because it was kind of a callback, but without being an exact copy. Mm-hmm. So they send all of Dad's work home with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Duncan, the skeezy assistant who just wants to be make Mommy proud, uh, steals the blueprints and then passes them off as his own. Well, he doesn't even, like, steal them. He, well, obviously, he takes them, them because... Because <laughs> that's what he was told to He was to supposed do. to. He was supposed to take them back. And... I don't understand. Like, the the plot he in this kind of area has a lot of holes. Got a little loose here. So, like, he was actually just going to give up. He was like, well, the other guy says we can't hire you. That's it. And, like, our villain mafia character is like, nah, man. I'll beat him up for you, and I'll slide you money under the table, and we'll still get this contract. And the guy's like, oh, okay, we can do that. (laughs) The the mob guy, like, threatens him, but, like, that whole scene was really weird. Yeah. He he takes out the brick. He's like, what does that look like to you? The guy's like, a brick? He's like, does that look hard? Yeah, it's a brick. And he puts the brick on the table, and he, like, pulls out a little baggie of white powder, and he's like, what do you think's in that brick? (laughs) He, like, sprinkles the white powder. He's like, flour. It's all flour mixed with some clay and some water. It's just flour. I was like, is that cocaine? I've heard of contractors. What does that look like? Do the cocaine. Do this this cocaine. It's time for a quality check. (laughs) 
we can't do business if you're not high on cocaine. Let's do it. I've heard of contractors that do a shitty job, but he was going to build a whole ass mall out of flower bricks. How was he going to get it? How did he think that was going to play out for him? First rain. Dude, I mean, the first wind that throws a rock into it, it's going to be like chunk. Also, how in this scenario is all of the ingredients needed to basically make flour Play-Doh, which is a real thing you can make. It yes. would be about this yep. strong. Um, all of that ingredients versus actually just buying the same weight and made really bricks. Right. Like, I'm how is willing that? willing to bet it's cheaper to just use concrete and bricks. Right? Like, you have to mix all this flour shit differently than concrete. Then you got to make these bricks now on your own. Clay. Yeah, you got to let them dry. Why is this saving you so much money that you are able to pay another man 50000 fucking dollars? They're definitely going to be losing more money doing that than they would have if they just bought bricks. And that was the whole idea of Duncan's plan, is if you, if I take this guy's, this guy's bid... I'm going to make so much more money. But it just doesn't make any sense where he's like, I'm going to spend more money and I'm going to make more money. Yeah, and then it just feels like he's being threatened into this deal now. Like, you either die or you get money. What does that look like? Does that look hard? Feels like a real brick. <laughs> like, we all made the joke. You mean when you beat him to death with it? What? I mean, he just slapped start? him in the face with it. Yeah. He was like, what's this feel like? Slap. How's that dick taste? Yeah, like, this was a very odd intimidation tactic with your fake-ass brick that's just going to crumble upon impact. Like, I might get a little headache, but... Which later you're not happens. Gonna knock me yeah, like in a fight scene later. The brick, and it just... The contractor like, does. Yeah. The security guard just comes at him with the brick and just... Ah, it's like... It's like baby formula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Duncan turns in the blueprints as his own. Boss Lady is super impressed and decides that because Andrew is... Andrew? Yeah, yep, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew isn't um, calling in or responding or providing any work that he's fired. So congratulations, Duncan, you get the project. But was he supposed to call in? Well, Duncan I mean, just said, I haven't heard from him today. Well, he was supposed to provide blueprints. Oh, yeah, and he said, oh, he didn't give me any. Yes, but I happen to come up with these and, like, produce... They're exactly them. like his, but better. Right. I expanded on it. You could say that he helped me with it, winkity-wonkity. <laughs> we also got the random underground character that forged a signature for him or yeah. something and he was like thousand dollars and duncan got a weird smile about paying a thousand dollars i don't it was weird the dime store bubbles with the yeah thick glasses and he even got pictured in the credits so he was apparently important he was someone sure was an actor <laughs> he put he all there. of his effort into that line so uh yeah Duncan worked really hard to pull off this scheme, but he underestimated. With one major flaw, he doesn't know what architects do. Right. <laughs> so he looked at those bl- blueprints and went, nope, nobody signed this shit. The, there's uh, no obvious way that there's they no could tell. There's no way they could tell. Oh, this AB in the corner? That's not his name. Nope. So I'm it's not his mark. There. That just means auxil- auxiliary breaker. We'll leave that in there. I'm guessing that's a breaker room. So Andrew shows up and he's like, no, I can totally prove he stole the blueprints. Check it. I signed my work. <laughs> That's, yeah, the whole movie is solved by making sure that you put your name on your Well, fucking the whole homework. movie is solved by Jungle Jim, or whatever his name is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about we that almost, whole plot line. Yeah, so. so the old person that lived in the house before was, Emerson. like we said, his name's Emerson. He was an inventor. Uh, the teacher knows about this inventor, and they go and get newspapers and shit. Yeah, she went to the library in between uh, all of this. She's a little well-versed in this. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know all of it. I, I, I used to hang out in this house. It was like a Doc Brown Marty situation. 
She's like, he's a recluse. Emerson has a brother who's in the jungles of Africa because, of course, he is. He's British. Um, (laughs) Old British white man. And he has the the weird assistant who's only in that one scene. Like, we don't get another scene with the assistant. Like, he could have just been like, here's your mail. And the guy, like, left the room. But he was like, he insulted the dude like three or four times. It's to get the joke about alcoholism in there. I guess, but why was it needed? Put that cigar out. I'm going to chug some alcohol. And then the guy tries to steal his flask. Yeah. I mean, they're in the jungle. (laughs) There ain't much shit to do. He's a butler for a flask. Get that cigar out of my tent. It's not lit. He's not smoking the cigar. He's chewing on it. Get the cigar out of my tent. So I didn't didn't write down the brother's name, so I'm just going to refer to him as Jungle Jim because I can't remember. Um, (laughs) He... He, I, I don't know how it happened. The device activated and he just knew. I, I missed something there. He saw the interview in the newspaper because he gets papers oh. of hot chicks and he's reading it and he's like, this chick's claiming to be kidnapped by aliens. I bet it's my brother. He's like, it's oh, time he's to go to his old home. I gotta Has go check on him because he's at it again. So I think his brother was also just kidnapping random famous hot women. That's so, so if we were to have a sequel to this movie, point. would it have been about where the brother went because I don't think he died. I don't care. He's still in the house. He wished to be somewhere else. Jungle Jungle Jim said he died. Did he? Yeah, Jungle Jim said he died because he said something about how he's still fucking shit up from beyond the grave or some shit. That just uh, that doesn't make sense. Listen, it's because a why would he go to the house? Because he, he like, just knocks disappeared. On the door. Like it, to the story, he disappeared. Yeah, yeah but so so the Jungle... neighbors would have known he died. He Jungle became, Jim, however, knew that so, you know he was an inventor and had all this crazy shit. So because that's because obviously, they used to do it together. Yeah. Obviously, this one crazy lady saying that she's been abducted by aliens or whatever is is his brother's experiments being activated, not like world global oh. news or whatever tabloid is and on the. Jesus Christ, was he <laughs> confident that it was his brother's experiments? Because when he knocks on the door and someone opens it, he walks right in. Everybody just walks He's right like, in. All confirmed, me? not vampires. All of these people have never been to Facts. Texas. <laughs> I think that was the only person in the movie that wasn't worried about anything like that. I'm no, not going to get shot about I've got a gun somewhere on my yeah, I was about to say, you him saw out. him sizing up the two Italian guys. He was like, what's up? I have a cane. He didn't even have a cane. He had a stick. He had a walking stick. Because when he he pulls it up, it's like a twig. And it's like all curved and shit. Like he clearly picked this up while he was in Africa off the ground. And was like, I can whittle this. And like started shaving away at it. Those are the best walking sticks. He did a good job. He fended. He's fencing with it. Which again, more stereotypical Italians, right? With the two fat guys. They watched one, the director of this movie watched one episode of The Sopranos. It was like, these guys. I want these guys. (laughs) Um, So there... There was a scene with an explosion. Do you guys remember why there was an explosion? Yes. So the first explosion I remember is when the teacher comes back with all the information about the previous guy who lived in the house. And apparently he, like, went to start a, like... Do a small explosion, but crossed his wires and nearly took out the entire town. And then it shows him just blowing up one abandoned building. <laughs> yeah, it was a firework display or something. And he, like, pressed down on the detonator and the fucking roof just exploded. Yeah, we got more explosions than we did in Hobgoblins. Mm-hmm. But it was, I was like, finally, explosions! That was fun! Yeah, it was really random for this movie. Though. There was a lot of random <laughs> shit in this movie. And I wasn't sure if a lot of it was references to other movies. Because, like, we had the Invisible Man mm-hmm. thing. We had the weird science thing. 
now we're having this explosion thing. Italian mob. It felt like, you know, we had the, like, Sopranos. They never called them the mafia. No, they didn't mm-hmm. have to. So the explosion scene felt very much like Die Hard. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. So we um, get... Sorry, the, I just wanted to mention the Italians were outside because Duncan's scuzzy contractor guy hired them to beat up Anthony. Yeah, yeah. and so Andrew. the teacher leaves... And he leaves with the teacher because he's invisible. Mm-hmm. He goes out. He leaves the house naked. At just no point in this movie is anybody worried about this just wearing off. <laughs> like, what happened if it just wore off? That's true. They didn't ever think about that. There was no theory to prove. They didn't prove that theory wrong. So, like, what if he's walking around a school and then it's just boom, he's visible again? I really hope that is a whole different movie from that point. <laughs> he has a whole different life after that. Yep. <laughs> he like- sucks that you move around a lot, dude. And the fact that he left the house invisible was interesting to me because at no point is he aware that his life is in danger. And no one has told him that his coworker is a hit on him. Along. He's never been threatened yet. So he's like leaving the house and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave out. completely invisible just for the fun of it. Which, valid, but like she's knowing that he's getting into her car front seat like, and his butt, I don't know. I don't trust yeah, him. He I could have put a towel down. I right. love that at no point does he know. I th- she says that if you show up, I'm going to send security after you. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't relay that to the anybody. And it was not like it wasn't like he was on speakerphone or anything. But the teacher, I can't even remember the teacher's name. Uh, I didn't write that one down either. A uh, stoned fox. That's oh right, because that's the kind of lady she was. Was one that Dad would have called a stoned fox. But uh, the teacher, <laughs> the teacher says, uh, "Sandy, Sandy, yeah, Sandy isn't a vampire." In my notes, Sandy isn't Sandy a in the uh, office, I believe. Oh, so they go to leave right before they leave because he's on the phone with uh, boss lady. the boss lady, and she's like, "You're fired, and if you show up, I'm sending security after you." Which not a threat. I know your security team. I'm We've not seen fucking, security. I'm not threatened. However. He does not relay this information to the group at all. But Emily, I guess you said her name was? Sandy. Sandy. (laughs) Sandy's like, nobody knows me. Yeah, Sandy just unprompted is like, nobody knows who I am. I can go. I mean, good lady. We've done this. (laughs) How easy is it to sneak into this building? This it's lady just pre nine eleven. I was just going to really say pre nine eleven. Everybody's just like, right. walk on in. Valid point. <laughs> so she goes to the office with him naked. I think he's he's supposed to be invisible because he's going to be relaying information to her. Yeah, yeah. that's the vibe I got too. Because she mm-hmm. was like, "Where are you?" So they go in, and she just like sneaks in behind the meeting while it's happening with like a glass and of nobody champagne. Nobody notices her. Yeah, nobody looks up. She and has she the takes up, effect. <laughs> she picks up a glass of champagne. She's like, "Fuck it." Yep, starts drinking the champagne, and then she's like talking out loud. Andrew, Andrew, and nobody in the room is paying any fucking attention to this person talking to himself, trying to get a hold of the person who's supposed to be there. Yeah. Just Andrew, Andrew. Clearly they've been to New York. They know to ignore the crazy. I was about to say, it's the 90s, this is a business, you know. This probably isn't the weirdest thing they've seen today. Everybody's coked out. She's dressed, but everybody's grateful. (laughs) So, so Duncan, like, goes to the bathroom or something, didn't he? Do you, do you remember? Oh, he, like, attacks Duncan, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Duncan excuses Andrew. himself to the bathroom. And Andrew is there because he knows that Duncan fucked up. Because he's a peeping Tom. 
So he goes in there and beats the shit out of Duncan while he's invisible and, and then steals, steals his, his clothes. clothes, but not his underpants or his socks or his shoes, just the suit, right? Just the suit with the shirt. And goes back to the, the meeting at just the right moment. Right, right. He's like, and now I need you to sign those papers. Stop it! Don't sign Don't those sign papers! Those papers! Yeah, and, so, and obviously that um, Doug and Jungle Jim fix the machine because Jungle Jim happens to have the right stone or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the stone is Andrew. super glued to his hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like stone, a mind stone. <laughs> it looked like uh, a prop from Jurassic Park. They were like, we have this little, little drop of sap. I really thought it had a mosquito in it. I did too. <laughs> he goes, I've, I've discovered these on my journeys. And the kid goes, Silicon Valley? <laughs> yeah, well, it's because he was selling them or whatever to make computer things and that's when the kid was like silicon valley which again doesn't really match up but whatever and jj kept making the joke about like yeah of course he's british in africa these are his blood diamonds like exactly <laughs> he literally he went to africa why are we not open yeah, up none of us are surprised by this yeah yeah because when we first introduced the the brother he's like staring at diamonds he's like yep that that looks good enough he's like inspecting them Yep, and when he's he, the evil overlord. When he does show up to the house, you know, because he saw the interview in the newspaper, he's like, and I come bearing grit gifts. And so he, like, takes out a clearly stolen shrunken head, like oh, somebody's yeah. grandmother. Yeah. He's like, relics. I took this religious artifact off of, like, an active <laughs> worship a temple area. Item. And then I got ripped off with this thing. <laughs> he's like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. I just, it was cheap. And this is an airport uh, trinket. And she's like, clearly he needs to get rid of them because they're illegal to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty sure he didn't check any of that with customs. So he works with Doug and fixes the machine in the nick of time. Well, okay, so he gets, they get Doug to go, it, not even him, the the teacher and the dad get Doug to go steal. I think that was just Doug's idea. Was it yes. just Doug's, Doug's like, idea? I, oh, they just bail his ass out of it. He went to Jimmy and was like, I need your help with this thing, but it's risky. You know, yeah, and, and the they, next thing you know, they're shoplifting. They go to the local computer store and they go to shoplift from Old Man Greg or whatever. Great values to show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. The, that store was really weird. They had just random computer parts in boxes that shouldn't just yeah. be thrown in boxes. He's like, oh, here's the circuit board. It's just in a box marked circuit boards. 64-bit 64-bit For they 40 were, bucks. They were big on 64. Like this entire 90s. movie was, it was 64 two, It was like two years after the Nintendo 64 came out. I was just going to say the N64 oh, yeah. just came out. He was like, my computer has 64 bits. And I was like, who? What? What? <laughs> Owl died at that point because, you know, they're a little younger than the rest of us. So <laughs> I was like, hey, man, 64-bit was all the rage at this time period. I conceptually understood that for the movie's time period, that was a lot, but it was still so fucking funny. <laughs> it was not. It was not a lot that time period, <laughs> I was like, you know? dude, I can <laughs> This is so weak sauce. I feel that by 98, we had moved on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Nintendo was the only real console clutching on to, like, the bit thing at that point. I mean, we had... I lived in Montana, so I was behind. <laughs> Clara's like, I bought an Atari in 1999. Right. It was brand new. We got a Walmart. Oh, man. I felt so bad. My father was very excited to bring home an Atari, and he was like, I played this when I was your age, and I remember, like, playing one game with it and being like, cool, oh, I'm going to go back to my grandpa. computer. And Can I read a book instead? <laughs> Can you give me Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, actually? And I'm just going to fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
so so dad beats Duncan up in the bathroom, steals his clothes, saves the day at the presentation um, by proving it's his blueprint with his signature literally in the center of the Just di- of the diagram. him coming back perfectly. Yeah, somehow the machine and everything lines up perfectly, even though mm-hmm. they're in two different parts of the town. Um, <laughs> what if dad came back mid-ass whooping? Mm-hmm. Just right. naked, just beating this dude's ass and just... He's or like back. in the office when he was forcing Doug to sexually strip yeah. another woman, which I refuse to gloss over. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, when they're in the office, the that's reason, why Duncan goes to yeah, the bathroom. The reason yeah. Duncan's like, I need to go to the bathroom and excuse oh, myself, is because right. Andrew's like, fuck this guy, and like just starts grabbing his body and forcing him to make all of these weird moves. So he drags mm-hmm. him over to like one random woman and like. Forces his hands to tear the woman's tear her blouse off. apart yep. and pull it down to reveal her slip. We never see her again. No, she mm-hmm. left. She's like, fuck this time, this place. And that like, boss was quick to cover it up, too. Be like, hey, you can't be doing the like doing that yet. You just go. Right. <laughs> we haven't She's like, um, apparently not he's signed. not feeling very well. So, no. uh... <laughs> So yeah, then the boss um, wasn't really keen on like covering anything up because like all the shit happens at the end after like sign the papers, sign the papers now, sign them now, just, you, just sign it, just sign it. And the guy's like, "Stop! Don't sign those papers!" And then he explains the whole thing, and she's like, "Office politics, I guess." <laughs> and they're like, "We get it, we get it. We'll be back tomorrow when you have a better contract." Yeah, this has been the most exciting business deal we've seen. You will have no consequences, just like Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Andrew exposes the scuzzy contractor guy, who then just like slips out the door. He just walks Everybody out. He just fucking lets like, him go. Oh, time He's to like, go. Okay, bye. Uh, you know. And later, Andrew's like, "Well, he got away, but I'll bet the cops will find him." Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Did did anybody call the cops? Did, did he actually do anything illegal at this point? What? He just kind of tried. Is he it? made lowest bid. If well, he got the contract, uns- then uns- he gets the contract. No one signed a contract. He's Nothing making happened. unsafe construction materials, which is kind of, I think, an I illegal mean, thing. I don't know because I don't work in that department. Somebody needs to call OSHA. Yep. <laughs> that's that's facts. I agree with that. So um, Doug learns his lesson. <laughs> Does he though? Jungle Jim takes think he the did, machine because. Doug doesn't learn shit, because the last line of this movie proves to me that Doug didn't learn shit. That's true. I forgot yeah, about Doug that. Doug keeps the blueprints that he found in the machine, and when everything's over, he's like, oh. I still have the paper. That and I have untethered paper. access to these little uh, amber orbs of silicone or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. I just loosely throw into a computer, and they make it better. It's Congo technology. You just throw a stone in, it powers the machine, everything's good. And then you give a gorilla a laser. (laughs) Amy, good girl. Teacher immediately is cool with all of the shit that has gone on in the last 24 hours and starts dating dad. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's what's implied. She took this, like, whole scenario really well. What happens in this city? I get to go on an adventure? Let's fucking go. I'm going to date this guy after this because this isn't weird to me at all. She kisses him earlier, sees that he doesn't have a head. After the kiss. Yeah, passes out. Let's talk about that real quick. She's (laughs) like, can I kiss you? And he's like, close your eyes. It's more romantic. It's more romantic that way. And like uncovers his face and then something happens that startles her. And she's like, I think uh, Doug Doug dropped something. Yeah, Doug hurt himself and was like, ah, or something like that. And she like opens her eyes. 
And he has no head. He has no head. And she's like, oh, fuck. And immediately (laughs) passes passes out. out. Which, again, cue the cartoon um, sound effects. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was so funny. When she came um, to, she was like, all right, yeah. No, this is fine. We're cool. This is is fine. What do we do next? Right. So she was a champ. And uh, dad had better keep a hold of her because... Nobody else can put up with this family's bullshit. She also looks exactly like the dead mom. So yep, <laughs> that's the point. I said that yeah. during the movie. Yeah, I was like, she just looks like, you know, she can just step in and probably wears the same clothes as mom. So. Is this a Doom Asylum type situation where they have the same actress playing two roles? <laughs> mm, dead like mom it. and new girlfriend. Well, the thing I said, and I'm not saying that any of the people were unattractive or anything. I just felt like, so we saw the pictures of mom at the beginning mm-hmm. and then we saw Sandy. Sandy looked like the glam- what mom would look like in a Glamour Shots photo, but all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Just a younger, hotter version of his dead wife. That's not <coughs> weird. We're moving around along. He traded up. <laughs> He's like, I need to buy a newer model. His insurance uh, covered the new replacement once the first was totaled. Uh, so one of the scenes near the end I really enjoyed is when everybody's like wrapping up the storylines and like the kid plays the prank on the dad for a second. He's like, oh, you wouldn't do this again, would you? Doug, Doug. And she's like, oh, you're right there. He's like, he disappeared. that's what he says, the invisible kid line. Yeah. But then it jumps over to the, the neighbor's house and he's like, oh, I think those aliens. No, he the alien... There's an alien scene before the brother leaves. That's what it is. Oh, that's right, because the brother pranks the neighbor. Yeah, the yeah. neighbor's like st- taking through pictures. the windows, taking pictures again, like a peeping tom. Mm-hmm. And the brother walks up with a mask on. The best, the best mask, and I want one. It was like that an was... alligator lizard head thing. Clearly inspired the entire movie. <laughs> that was movie quality mask. Bro, why didn't they use that sooner? I know. Like right? they just saved it for the last five minutes. So he plays this prank on the neighbor, and the neighbor goes running because he's like, "Oh shit, the aliens are real." He's like, "He's a reptilian alien." Like, he gets back to the house, and he says something to the wife, and she says, "Well, we've been here the whole time." And aliens he, aren't coming. Aliens we've are been coming. here the whole time. Aliens aren't coming. We've been here the whole time. And he turns around, and she has an alien head, like a like a, a gray. gray. Yeah. yeah. She drops her newspaper to reveal. I, I love this movie. This movie's a good one. I I enjoyed it. It was adorable. It was silly. It didn't take itself too seriously. The actors could, you know, act. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. A lot of, Listen, a lot of the actors think in this about movie Shark were actually and then think about voice this movie. actors. See, here's the thing. What's the actor's name that played Andrew? You know, goes on to play uh, Cosmo. Cosmo. But his lines when he was just delivering lines, not actually on set, but in the invisible mode, it just didn't have any feeling to a lot of the lines. It was just like, oh, insert wacky line. Yeah, and I think that's why I felt more like he was channeling Cosmo in those moments. I felt like his acting when he had lines was really good. Like when he was like, okay, so this is what the character is doing next. He definitely put the effort in on it. But sometimes you could tell that they were like, and then the dad enters the room. And he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Where... In a lot of the scenes, like in the house, I felt mm-hmm. the same way. But near the end of the movie, you could tell how much more fun he was having. Yeah. Being able to be like, oh, I have no shoes on. I'm getting to be goofy. Mm-hmm. And I've, he would like, to go to go off like off screen. And you could see his face change to these like huge smiles. He showed more emotion yeah. like later in the film. Because in the beginning, he was very stern. And my wife's dead. Yeah. He enjoyed wearing that green morph suit an awful <laughs> lot. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, so on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you guys think of this movie? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for how 9 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, it's up there for me, too. I would definitely rewatch this movie. 
I'd give it a 5.5. It wasn't anything great. It wasn't horrible. It was fun for what it was. I'd recommend rewatching it. I'd force somebody else to sit through that. Yep, absolutely. I'd probably give it a probably 7. I, I enjoyed this movie. It's probably the best movie we watched. I said that about Hobgoblins. I loved Hobgoblins. <laughs> that movie was so fucking cool. But this this felt like, I was saying earlier, it felt like a, a Disney Channel movie. It felt like something I would watch in 1998 that's cheesy it's goofy. It knows that it's goofy, and it kind of goes with it. I mean, I didn't automatically want to watch something else to cleanse my mind after this film. I agree. And, and the amount of low jokes that you can make with your friends while watching this movie, and the, your mom jokes, it's just so... It's open, you know? They said load maybe 200 times <laughs> in this movie. And it didn't bother me at first, because like, that's just a word. And then he just kept repeating it. I'm like, load. Load. Stop! (laughs) It's a big load. I have a load waiting for you. Mars needs lifeguards. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cynical Schlock. Check out new episodes every Sunday and follow us at Follow the Squatch on both Facebook and Instagram. Want to chat with each of us and give us ideas for what to watch? Join us on the Cynical Schlock HQ Discord. See you next time.